0: Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing well. A lot to get to on today's show. We're going to have a signing day primer, or a signing period primer, I guess we should technically call it, as Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider will join me to talk about BYU's recruiting class, the majority of which is expected to sign beginning tomorrow when the early signing period opens. We'll also talk a little bit about the official announcement of the Boca Raton Bowl for BYU. let you hear from Kalani Satake as well as Zach Wilson on that game and their thoughts on facing off against UCF. So a lot to get to on a Tuesday edition of the show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at bill Go. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in today's podcast. And with that, without further ado, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 15th, 2020. What? What's up friends I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars your resident BYU insider I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast all focused on the BYU Cougars. Reminder for you guys hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from that way you never miss an episode and join us each and every day because we want to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU sports news as well as insider tidbits you will not find anywhere else. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button that way you never miss an episode when they drop alright getting going on today's show BYU officially announced yesterday that they'll be playing in the roof claim Boca Raton Bowl on December 22nd looking forward to that contest between BYU and UCF and Kalani Satake spoke to the media yesterday and had some very interesting comments about the game I think first thing is you can tell that he's just happy to have his team playing another game and I think that's what the overall Message from the BYU football program is: you know what? We're not done playing yet. This is a program. Might I remind people for the umpteenth time, was the only program for thousands of miles around it. They were on a literal island in terms of being they're being willing to play football this fall, and they have played 11 games to this point. We'll find out tonight where they land in the college football playoff rankings and react to that tomorrow. But this is a program who has savored every opportunity put in front of them to play football this fall and I don't see any reason for them to stop and nor do they so they're getting ready to face off against UCF Zach Wilson I think summed it up best though he was asked yesterday about his overall thoughts on facing off against UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl and let's let you hear what he had to say yeah, I'm pumped. You know, I think that's the message, you know, with all the guys in the locker room is, is we're just we're super excited to play this game, and that's gonna be warm. I think that's the coolest part is it's gonna be warm and it's just another opportunity. I think that's the best thing that we can have, and what a great team to play against as well. You know, it's gonna be an explosive offense we're going against on the other side, and so we're gonna have to have everything put together to play well against these guys. They're a good team. QB1 is pumped, he's ready to go, and I think his teammates are right there alongside of him. I think this is gonna be a fun game. I know many people were underwhelmed that it's not a power five opponent etc. I get that. But in terms of the opportunity put in front of BYU, you take every opportunity, you relish it, and that's the big thing, is there's a lot of programs opting out of playing bowl games this fall. One thing I have enjoyed with BYU and their mentality is, you know what? We just love playing football. We get that there's a grind that is going on. The COVID-19 pandemic is no joke. BYU has dealt with it at every turn, it feels like. Multiple guys have missed games this year due to COVID-19. 19 concerns. Is BYU publicizing it? No, they are not, but I can tell you this much. They have dealt with COVID concerns throughout this season, but they have savored every opportunity to go out there and play, and that is evidenced by their 10-1 record at this point, in my opinion, and I'm looking forward to watching the Cougars play one more time this season. It's the final time, remember this, folks, it is the final time until next fall, if everything goes according to plan, that you will see the BYU Cougars in full pads uniforms etc playing football savor it it goes by far too quickly and we spend a lot of the year looking forward to seeing the Cougars back out on the field so I'm looking forward to this game Kalani Sitake he is also looking forward to the game but he's also very wary of the challenge that UCF
1: presents here are his thoughts on the Golden Knights we're going to go against a really established team that's got some time off. They haven't played the game in a while. So I'm guessing they've healed up really quickly. And if you watch their games and you you look at their film and you see their stats, they're an explosive team. And so offensively, we're going to have to match their, their scoring output. And obviously we want to win the game. We want to score more points than them. And and it's going to be a tough task for us. But I think if we play our type of football, which we've been talking about as complimentary football in all three phases, I think we'll have a good chance. And this is going to be a good test for us though looking forward to it and, and I think our guys excited about the opponent about UCF and, and the things that they've done when you put on film is it, you can't deny the fact that they got players all over the place and a well coached team I, I've known those coaches I get, I've known a lot of guys on their coaching staff for a number of years now and seen the things that they've been able to accomplish and the way they keep rolling through those I mean the games that they lost were really close games and you know I think this is probably a year where, where things have been so different and maybe not seeing UCF in their American Championship game is, is a little off but for for the most part when you watch their film that conference is a tough conference when you watch the film they, they are an impressive team and well coached and, and tons of speed and discipline and, and strong so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: So there you go Kalani Satake and he is ready to get his team ready. They'll be practicing all week long and traveling over the weekend to Boca Raton bowl season this year is very different folks there's not a lot of festivities these players are essentially treating this like a road game Kalani Satake acknowledged as such yesterday during media availability and if you'd like to listen to the entirety of both Zach as well as Kalani Satake's media sessions you can go to 1280thezone.com or search out the BYU feed under the Zone Sports Network tab on whichever podcast provider you're listening on and listen to it that way All right, one final note here before we get to our chat with Jeff Hans from Cougar Sports Insider and that is the news last night that John Henry Daly, and we'll talk a little bit more about this with Jeff Hansen, but the commitment of John Henry Daly from Lone Peak High School last night became official. He announced it via social media. I'm telling you what, folks, John Henry Daly might be my favorite player in BYU's recruiting class this year. I've got a man crush on this young man because I think he has the capability of being the answer at pass rusher for BYU. Of course, one man does not make a football team, and you need to have 10 other guys working with you in concert to have success. But I'll tell you what, this young man, speaking of JHD, as people like to call him, John Henry Daly, he can get after the quarterback. 20 plus sacks this past season for Lone Peak on their way to a state title appearance against Corner Canyon and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do for the Cougars once he suits up in BYU Blue. I really do think he is a critical piece to this BYU recruiting class, which I actually think has a lot of good pieces in it. And we'll get to more of that conversation here in just a moment with Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Go. Love this company, folks. What it is, is Built Go is a gel packet that is here to help you guys break through your walls, regardless of their physical or mental they want to help you break through them all how do they do it well it has a kick of caffeine to get you going but then the B vitamins and collagen protein and build go kick in to give you that long lasting energy and that help you break through that wall and keep going strong throughout the rest of your day it's a great product for a pre-workout I think it's also a great way if you're dragging in the middle of the afternoon Take a Built Go, and you'll be good to go for the rest of the day. It is a fantastic product. You go to BuiltGo.com right now. You can use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, and save yourself 20% on your next order. Love what they're doing at Built Go, guys can't thank them enough for their patronage of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network, but check them out now, builtgo.com, use that promo code LOCKED, like I said, L-O-C-K-E-D, and save yourself 20%, and let's go with Built Go.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket, so don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Pleased to welcome in now Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider, also the co-host of the Give Em Hell podcast. Jeff, thanks for taking the time. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Jake. How are you? I'm doing good. We need to talk more often, but it seems like when I, we do talk, it's about uh, signing day. And the urgently national signing period is opening up this week. And you, of course, are the foremost authority when it comes to BYU in the recruiting game. So I wanted to get some of your thoughts on what to expect from BYU's recruiting class. So I guess first things first, let's go broad overview. What is your overall thought on the class that BYU looks like they're set to sign here?
2: Yeah, you know, I think the most important thing to talk about with this class is it's small, right? I mean, I I know that that's not the takeaway that most people are expecting to hear, but that is going to be a huge talking point by the end of day Wednesday. Uh, This class is small. Uh, I'm only expecting 16, maybe 17 total guys that will sign uh, on Wednesday, and then maybe potentially one or two at the most more before February. I mean, so they're they're going to be missing, you know, six or seven guys through a full class. Now, why is that important? All of the team rankings, that usually people don't look at, um, you know, unless it's the day after signing day, they go to 247sports.com and they, they look at those team rankings for the first time. BYU is going to be ranked low. Like, mm-hmm. for better or worse, those the, the way that those rankings work is it values quantity I don't want to say it values quality quantity more than quality, but it's definitely equal to quality. And so if you're missing six or seven guys from a quote unquote, full class of 25 players, you're going to get dinged in the team rankings and that's what's going to happen with with BYU. So what people need to be paying attention to on Wednesday is the average star ranking or the average rating of the recruits Uh, right now. A uh, Cougar Sports Insider, the average uh, composite rating of each recruit is 83.76. That's going to be the highest per recruit rating since the class of 2010 with, you know, Bronson Kapusi, Jake Keats, <laughs> Ross Oppo. They ended up finishing, uh, I think that was a top 40 class, if I'm remembering right, top 45 maybe. Yeah. So this this has, the, this has the, the players to be a very, very good class. It doesn't have the numbers, that it's going to you know, make any noise nationally. But this is, in my opinion, this is without a doubt Kalani Satake's best class. And so I think that's the most important thing to remember is that, yeah, going into Wednesday, they're probably going to be ranked in the 70s and maybe even in the 80s in, in the team rankings. That's largely driven by the quantity and the overall lack of size in the class. But on a, an individual level, BYU's got a ton of studs that are signing on Wednesday.
0: Is the smaller class size going to be a thing that's here to stay for BYU, or do you think at some point they'll be able to get back to signing, I guess, a quote-unquote full class of 25 guys, et cetera?
2: You know, I I think they will eventually sign a full class. Again, I think it's going to take a couple of years to get there. What I think BYU needs to stay away from, and what I know recruiting coordinator Jason Ayou wants to stay away from, is classes like last year, where they actually ink thirty-one different guys, right? I mean, where they send they're sending different players on missions. Uh, so some people will, you know, be committed but not necessarily sign a letter of intent. So BYU can still kind of oversign, like you used to see from school five, six years ago before the NCAA changed their rules. With missionaries, BYU can still oversign, but that locks them up. Uh, for the long-term future because now they have these guys who haven't signed a national letter of intent. They've trusted BYU by not signing anything that binds them to the school. They've trusted that when they return home from their missions in a couple of years, BYU's going to have a spot for them. And, and I don't think BYU is ever going to be the school that wants to be known for turning away missionaries. So I think you'll see that being the biggest change, is that there's not going to be any of those classes that are, are greater than 25. I do think the way you get back to that 25 level, I don't think it's going to be that COVID's made everything weird too with how the roster is going to be managed next year. so I don't think it's going to be in the next year or two but I do think you know class 2023 2024 you'll, you'll start to see a, a closer to a full class.
0: Jeff, the two highest rated commits for BYU are both pass rushers. Logan Feneau out of Timview High School just down the road from BYU and also John Henry Daly from just a little further away with regards to Lone Peak. I am a guy who covers a lot of high school just calling games for Deseret News Rewind. I've seen both of these players play, and I have to say I'm impressed with both of them. Is there one or the other that you're more excited for, or do you like them both equally?
2: You know, I, I like them both a lot. I'm probably more excited for for Logan Fano than I am for John Henry Daly. I like them both a ton. The reason I'm so excited about Fano is I don't think we know what kind of player he's going to be yet. When you look at John Henry Daly, he's 6'4", 225, 230 pounds. I mean, he is a true defensive end through and through. I mean, he's going to be a guy that you can look at like Tyler Batty and say, yeah, John Henry Daly's going to be like that. I think he's better than Batty, and that's saying a lot. Batty's special. But I think that that's the type of player John Henry Daly would be. When I look at Fano play, though, man, there's just so much untapped potential there. I don't know where his ceiling is. Uh, I I know that BYU sees him kind of in the same mold as they saw like a Harvey Longy, but can he play defensive end? Sure. Can he line up and play outside linebacker and play, hang out, you know, hang in coverage as well? Yes, he can. And so I, I really like the, the untapped potential that Fano has. I like the unknown a little bit, not knowing where his ceiling is, uh, his raw skills. I think that and maybe this is the best way to put it, Jake. I think that John Henry Daly is going to be a very, very good college football player. And I think you can almost count on that. Uh, if he reaches his ceiling, he is a very, very good college football player. If Fano reaches his ceiling, now granted, I think there's more work to do to find out what that ceiling is, but if Fano is able to reach that ceiling, he is Sunday good. Uh, His his potential is off the charts. He's just got to figure out who he is a little bit. BYU has to figure out who he is and how to use him if they figure that out. man, We're looking at a guy who's playing in the NFL in a few years.
0: I also wanted to ask about another Tim View product in Raider Mooney. I, I love watching this kid play. I think he could play a number of positions at the next level. Give me kind of your read on what to expect from him.
2: You're going to hear a ton about Raider DeMooney and what he brings to the table from the coaches, uh, from you know all of the sources, you know, the media outlets that are covering BYU recruiting. This week you'll hear a ton about what Raider brings. He's a fluid athlete, he can play corner, he can play safety. He could bulk up and play linebacker. He can play offense. He could do everything, and he could do it at a really high level. What stands out the most to me about Raider DeMuny and all of my interactions with him over the course of the last, probably you know, three or four years now, is the dude brings a swagger that, you know, that BYU lacks sometimes. The same kind of swagger that Zach Wilson brings to BYU. Obviously, Raider doesn't play quarterback, but Zach has, like, this, this general aura about him. Like, he just oozes confidence and he and it kind of is infectious, right, throughout the rest of the team. Raider has a lot of those same attributes. He's going to be a leader on this team right away. He's a guy that, he, he's a fiery competitor that, you know, if things aren't going aren't going well for BYU in a game, he's the kind of guy who's going to go and make a play and rejuvenate the sidelines, uh, you know, very similar to the way that Zach does. So I, I love Raider off the field. I love the intangible things. Everything about Raider the player is fantastic, but what Raider brings, uh, you know, between his ears, right, with his head, with his mindset, his makeup—that's something that is not, you know, you're not going to see that. Uh, looking at his, his box scores, looking at his staff, looking at you know his, his height and weight—that's something though that he brings to the table that a lot of other guys in this class or in any recruiting class don't bring, and I love that about Raider the man.
0: There you go. Part one of my conversation with Jeff Hansen. We will get to the rest of that conversation here in just a moment. Do need to take a minute though and encourage you guys. If you are interested in advertising with us here on Locked On Cougars, love to have you guys on board. We are in thousands of BYU fans ears literally every single day. If you are interested in getting in front of those fans, both here along the Wasatch Front in the greater state of Utah and even nationwide, we'd be happy to work with you guys. Our sales team here at the Locked On Podcast Network has the proven track record and we have the proven track record on Locked On Cougars to prove to you that we can give you success in the podcast sphere. It's a very interesting world out there when it comes to advertising podcast wise, but we'd love to work with you guys. Our rates are very competitive and we'd love to have your guys' patronage working with us here. If you are interested, feel free to reach out anytime. BYU at gmail.com is the email address and we'll be happy to get you in touch with our sales team and get you on track to working with us and having success advertising with us here on Locked On Cougars Continuing on now with Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider. I encourage you guys to go to CougarSportsInsider.com. Check out his great work, Garrick McClintock. They actually just added Steve Pierce, if I'm not mistaken. He's working with them over at Cougar Sports Insider. A great crew of guys covering BYU sports. And I encourage you also, make sure you listen to the Give Him Hell podcast. It's not every day, but I'll tell you this much. They do a great job covering BYU sports and having a ton of fun along the way. So I encourage you to check all that out. But Jeff, I wanted to talk to you about the Miguel twins. Guys that I am extremely high on. They're from Temecula, California. What can you tell me about this twin duo, one on the defensive line and one on the offensive line?
2: Yeah, you know, these guys are special. Uh, they're young. A lot of people don't realize this. they're both still 16. They're going to have a little bit of a Jamal Williams story when they get to BYU that they're both going to play next year because they're not even old enough to serve a mission yet by the time football season starts. So Alia uh, Miguel, rather, he, he's Six, I think he's 6'3", 320 pounds, and he's only 16 years old. The guy's built like a ninja turtle. like He's just huge. Uh, an absolute mauler of an offensive lineman. I love what he brings to the table. I compare him to Tristan Hodge because I see so much similarity in the way that they play. When you see somebody that big, especially only 16 years old, the first thing that's going to go through your head is, well, can they move? Like That's mm-hmm. almost too big. But Ilya man, the way that he moves, you would have no idea that he's 320 pounds on tape. You would have no idea. I've seen him in, you know, in the weight room and things like that. The guy does not move like a 320 pound guy. Like he's built differently. Like he just he he holds his weight differently. He is a he's just a machine of an offensive lineman. I love what he brings to the table, and I might be even higher on his brother Enoka as a six foot five defensive end. Both of these guys, both of these twin brothers. In a normal recruiting cycle that doesn't have all of the weird shutdowns with COVID and stuff, both of these guys blow up. Uh, But they played in California. They weren't able to transfer out of California, you know, and get to a a school in Utah or Idaho Arizona so they could play some football this year. So they haven't really been able to play. They got to go out to one camp uh, in February right before all of the shutdowns started to happen, and they absolutely blew it up. They were, it was an Under Armour camp. I can't remember which Under Armour camp it was, but both of them were the MVPs of this camp for all three days. And in those three days, like you had guys that are four- and five-star players that were signing with big-time P5 schools this week, and it was the McGow brothers who stood out above all of those guys. I mean, these guys are studs, and they can make a very big difference on the field, and they're going to have a chance to do it right away. I think Inoka Miguel, especially that defensive end spot, next year, he's going to be thrown into the fire. I think he's going to be given a chance to go and see what he can do on this roster. I absolutely love what they bring to the table. Uh, I love that they chose BYU. They, they, you know, a lot of people didn't expect them to go to BYU. They are members of the church. They're super active. The connections were there, but it just didn't really seem like there was a lot of excitement about BYU from them. Uh, Huge credit to the coaching staff for the recruiting efforts of those two, and I think they got themselves a pair of studs.
0: The offensive line may see some turnover this year. Guys like James Zampi as well as Brady Christensen could declare early and go to the NFL draft. Uh, there's a number of offensive linemen in this class, including Dylan Rollins alongside Weston Jones, in addition to Eli Amigao, who we just talked about. Is this offensive line class the type of offensive lineman that can continue the, su- the successful run they've had in the recent past at offensive line?
2: I think so. I mean, with with Eli Amigao kind of leading the charge, I mean, he, he's uh... – Probably the most ready to play, uh, Dylan Rollins. I mean, all of them are a little bit different. Dylan Rollins is—he uh, he played at Missoula, Montana. You know, not really a recruiting hotbed up there. <laughs> and when you watch him on tape, like he he just annihilates everybody who who lines up against him because he's just huge compared to everybody. So he'll have a little bit of an adjustment period, I think, if he. He's no longer just going to be the biggest, strongest, fastest guy on the field. He's going to have, you know, people who are uh, on par with his talent level. He's got the demeanor to be very, very good. I think if he was playing at, you know, say Bingham High School, he's probably a, a high three star guy. He's probably looking at 10, 12 offers. He's got all the tools that you want. Uh, but up there in Montana, it's just hard for a lot of coaches to see him. And then you throw in all the shutdown and all that stuff. It makes it tough. I think he's there. I, I think he's going to be a player. Uh, he's only about 260 pounds right now, so he's got some weight. He's got the things he needs to do to, to get ready to play. He's probably a year or two away. Uh, Weston Jones is an interesting guy. He, he's another one. I think if he plays in Utah, he's got more offers. But even as it stands now, he had offers from from Iowa State, from Virginia, uh, you know, from a handful of P5 schools. He, he can play. Uh, what I like about Weston Jones is just a little bit like James Empey, he's super smart. Like He just screams center. Uh, he, he has the ability. He plays tackle right now uh, at, at Romeo High School in Michigan. He could play guard, but when I, when I talk to him and when I get to know him and when I watch him play and I talk to his high school coaches, the guy just seems like a center. When you hear Coach McTales talk about James Empey, he's not shy about saying that that is the smartest offensive lineman he's ever coached. I think Weston Jones is going to compete for that title when he gets to BYU. And that's what you need at the center position. So he's he's got a a little bit of room. He needs to grow a little bit. He'll go on a mission, and I think that will benefit him uh, to to be away for two years, kind of grow into his body a little bit. When he comes home, I think he is a guy who is competing for that center position. And I think he could do it at a really high level. That's, That's where I see him being the best. The offensive lineman we haven't talked about is Sione Hingano out of Chandler High School. I was going to uh, say that. I he forgot. of came uh, out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I forgot to mention Sione. So, we, yeah, fill me in on him.
2: Yeah, he, he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I, I knew of him last year uh, because he's a member of the church down there at Chandler High School. Beale, he's got a little pipeline to Chandler with guys like you know, the Romney's and Conover. Mm-hmm. And so I knew who Sione Hingano was, but when I watched him play as a junior – I didn't see it, right? I just, he, he looked a little, you know, a step or two too slow, didn't look strong enough. He just wasn't there. And he he worked really, really hard over the off season. And right when he got to, you know, the camp circuit, that he was going to be able to kind of show all of the hard work and show how it's paid off, everything shut down and he wasn't able to do it. So his story is really interesting in that, he, Arizona came back. They allowed them to play. He played for five games and he did a mid year season high, like senior season highlight, and he posted it. And it was immediate, right? Like he always was big, yeah. but he just, like I said, was a step or two. He was, he was a little slow, looked a little bit soft. These first five games, man, like he's just a different player. He's physical, he's quick. His upper body has always been strong, but he's just punishing players. It took BYU, I think, five days after seeing those highlights from his senior year to extend an offer, he pounced on it, committed on the spot almost. Uh, So really kind of a cool story and a testament to how difficult this recruiting cycle has been for some of these guys because they they haven't had the opportunities that they normally have. If Hangano waits until after his senior year or doesn't get a highlight tape put together, I don't know if he gets an offer because people would be, then be evaluating based off of his junior film, and it just wasn't there. Huge strides as a senior. Uh, I compare it to a guy like Miles Davis. Like obviously different positions. Miles Davis as a junior, he didn't. He hardly looked like a D one football player. Like he just he didn't look like a guy who was going to be able to do it. Uh, Miles Davis as a senior looked like whoa. How was BYU, how, how is, how is BYU the only school that's on Miles Davis? And now you're seeing Miles Davis. In short spurts, already making an impact if BYU is a true freshman this year. And Gianno's really similar. And so I think that's a really sneaky good pickup for BYU. It kind of came, even in this small class, even with limited numbers, and not really a position of need, his progression from his junior to his senior year was so great that BYU felt like they had to make room for him. And that, that says something about what he brings to the table.
0: Uh, Jeff, of the other guys we haven't talked about, is there one that you're higher on than I th- than most are out there?
2: Uh that's a good that's a good question. Um, I I really I really like Tyson Hall out of Maple Mountain. I think he I think he made uh, some pretty big strides as a senior. He got uh, his stats don't really show. In fact, I think his stats dipped a little bit. But it's really hard to judge, in my mind, it's really hard to to critique wide receivers at the high school level if they're not playing with an elite quarterback. And even if they are playing with an elite quarterback, that sometimes boosts them to, you know, kind of get these artificially inflated stats. So you really have to judge kind of the, the style, the way that they play, their athleticism, and things like that. And it makes it difficult to, especially in the state of Utah, evaluate the wide receiver position. But when I see Tyson Hall I see a very fluid athlete, just like all the rest of the Hall brothers have been, you know, just like his dad was. I see a really fluid athlete who can go and make a lot of plays. Uh, his stat line isn't going to wow anybody. Like when they flash his on um, BYU TV, when they flash his stats, it, it's not going to impress anybody. I think he had like six, 700 yards, maybe a handful of touchdowns. Like it wasn't anything earth shattering. 35 catches, I think. Um, but the way he plays the game, it reminds me a little bit of Micah Simon. Uh, I think it will be a similar type career. That Micah Simon's senior year was fantastic. Micah Simon's freshman year had a lot to, you know, there was a lot left to be desired. I think Tyson Hall will kind of ease his way into being an impact player, but he just has way too many raw tools to not be something that BYU can use at the wide receiver position. Uh, so he's rated a low three-star. I don't have it pulled up. I think he's like an 82 or thereabouts on, on 24-7 support. So so that low three-star level, I think he'll outperform that rating. He only had one offer. It was from BYU. He jumped on it immediately. Like the Halls, you know, they're a BYU family. Everybody knows that. Um, Kalen still had people calling him about Tyson all the way up through just a few weeks ago and they would politely turn them down. So schools are definitely interested in a guy like Tyson Hall, uh, but, but they, he wasn't interested in anybody else. That's, that's, he was BYU from the get-go. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table down the road. He'll go on a mission, so we got to wait for a little while to see. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think anybody should ever bet against the hall. They've, they've continually proven that they can outperform their rating, and I think Tyson will just be the latest one to do that.
0: All right, Jeff, where can everybody find your fine work, et cetera? Yeah,
2: uh, Cougarsportsinsider.com. We're going to be, oh man, just tons and tons of content this week. It's our favorite week of the year. That's where you can find us, Give Them Hell, Brigham podcast. We will also have some great content there, great recruiting information this week. And like we always do, we'll mingle it in with just you know regular life advice and recruiting information. It's going to be fantastic. This is one of the best weeks of the year. Really looking forward to it.
0: There you have it. Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider. A big thank you to him for joining us. Like I said, check out Insider.com. Also check out the Give Him Hell podcast, as you also heard him talk about. They do a great job over there, Jeff and his crew. Also, you can follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at rakudu 10 And how you spell that is R-A-K-O-T-O-10, the number 10, 1-0. And you can follow Jeff's work on social media. Reach out to him. Thank him for taking the time to join us on the podcast. Always good to hear from him. Him. And as I said in the open, I think we need to have him on more often. So I think it'll be a thing we do more often moving forward. And a, a special guest coming up later this week. I know I teased it last week. I haven't teased it yet this week. I'll tell you this much. It's one of the great BYU legends in BYU history. And that's coming up on the Friday edition of the podcast. So get excited, folks. A great interview from one of the greats in BYU football history that we'll have for you. First timer on the podcast as well. So get ready for that. All right. Over time today. So let's get going here this has been the locked on cougars podcast for december 15th 2020 a big thank you for all of your continued support and we will talk to you guys tomorrow